RadioInfluence.com. The future is now. Good afternoon, everyone, and welcome to the Wednesday edition of the Dark Delight Podcast with a very confused Michael Pelka. What else is new? And beans. Oh, and? and beans, beans, beans. I can't believe before the show you're you're breaking my chops about my my lack of uh, truth social following you. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so this is funny. So yeah. so I can't. I will. Fo- I I mean, I'll follow. I follow like accounts that I use for work, right? Because that's what I use these social networks for. Like mm-hmm. I'm not on here. I don't have like a personal account where I like do, you know, my food and all kinds of other crap like that. I'm I'm on social media purely for work, right? So there's this thing that started happening early on in Truth Social and on other platforms too. I had this issue with Twitter, which we'll talk about in a second, where people will like say if you don't follow them back that you're like some elitist hoity-toity snob. No, oh, that sounds like me. Are you, are you like that? I ain't no follow back girl. No, I'm not like that. I I just, I, you know, your, your um, feed can get clogged up with a lot of crap, right? Yes, precisely. Okay. Now that doesn't mean that I'm not necessarily interested in what you have to say. As a matter of fact, I'd argue that my engagement with people on platforms is sky high compared to everybody else. Like I respond to individual comments. I'm constantly, re- you know, boosting people up who who need it or want it or I think deserve it. Like I'm I'm one of the most like interactive people in the entire world because I'm like just literally one of you guys and you and you and you. I'm not one of those blue check mark snobs. Sorry, Mike. <laughs> I, I I was granted a blue check mark when I worked at the Blaze. I'm sure they will take it away eventually. No, they're never taking it away now. Really? You know, they're going to give everybody a blue check mark, which means the blue check mark means nothing, which is probably good. Well, in a way, I mean, it serves its purpose, right? Like if somebody were to come along and start impersonating you and saying they were you and posting a whole bunch of crap, it'd be really nice to be able to know the difference. But like, that's what it's for on bigger platforms. It's so that people know this is the actual person who is saying this if they're a public figure, which I'd argue you're a public figure. I'm sadly a public figure as well. So like if somebody created some Tracy Beans account and started saying like, you know, criminal things on it or things that were lies or whatever, people would want to know that wasn't actually me saying those things. So they verify by confirming the identity of the, the real person so that outside people know that that person's not talking a bunch of crap. Well, it's funny you bring this up because earlier today I got a notification from someone who follows me on the Twitters who said, please help warn people about fake accounts who claim they're returning to Twitter and sent me a screen cap of what appears to be Juanita Broderick. But I don't think it is. Well, I can tell you. Probably 90% of those are people returning to Twitter. For example, I created a new Twitter account yesterday. Um, oh, oh, did you? Under what moniker? It's Tracy Beans UDC. No, UDC. Yeah, like Uncover DC. I, I Thanks. <laughs> I'm not that slow. Well, some people don't equate the two yet. So I'm oh, just, oh, oh, I, I see. It's a branding so it's thing. Tracy Beans UDC. Yes. Let me see. 
Uh, somebody calls you fake news, Tracy. No, 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 no. That's a fake account. That's not me. That's what I said. Somebody's calling you. Well, somebody made an account called fake news, Tracy, to be me and right. make fun of me and mock me. So I'm following you now. Oh, nice. Awesome. And I'm following you on Truth Social. <laughs> Although, again, the jury for me is still out on Truth Social because it kind of feels like an echo chamber. Well, that's the that's what it's not an echo chamber to me. And this is why they bla- they banned me from Twitter. And the only reason why I created a new account on Twitter is just to test some things out, which I can't reveal as of yet. Um, but it's not an echo chamber for me because those are the people that need the information that I'm providing. And then they will disperse it amongst whoever they want to disperse it on. Since I was banned, I can't use that platform to disperse information anymore. So as long as I can get it into the hands of the people that will then become the army, I'm happy. Okay, good. Well, I don't want to interfere with your happiness. I get what you're saying though, because if you're going to discuss ideas, Mike, like we should be doing in a public square. Yeah. You want to discuss ideas with people that will disagree with you. Otherwise, it's pointless. Have you ever been to Hyde Park in London? No. Okay. You've heard of it, though. Yeah. Well, that's where everybody basically stands on their soapbox, correct? Literally. Soapboxes, crates from the grocery store, you know, the milk cartons that say the milk crates. And um, I've been there because I was curious. And it you could spend an entire day there. It's all different kinds of things. Yes, it is everything imaginable which is awesome so so i agree with you on that although i will tell you i've gotten into more arguments with people on truth social than i've gotten into probably with anybody on any other platform anywhere (laughs) well i'm encouraged by the initial response about truth social several people wrote to me and said i loved hearing you learn that you you were on truth social from tracy on, on the podcast which I, you know, I'm cool with that. I don't hide much of my life. I'm pretty much an open book. Yeah. Well, I mean, you know, so it's good. I mean, but this whole follow back thing, like it, if I were, there were a couple different things. First of all, some people told me on Twitter, I needed to follow people back. And I was like, that, that raises a number of issues. Number one, constantly the left is going through my follow, follow back list, you know, whoever I'm following to mm-hmm. try and either indict me or the other people who I'm following. So in order to remove that threat, I would have had to have followed tens of thousands of people, which would then have a been impossible and B negated the purpose of why I'm using the platform in the first place for information gathering. That's number one. Number two, I need my feed to be what I want to see. I, I mean, I love you and your grandkids, but that's not helping me do my job. Yeah, there there are several people I have um, I haven't uh, I have blocked some people because they were uh, proctological nuisances. Let's put it that way, and and then others I, I I muted. I love the mute button because if you are inconsequential in your posts, if your posts are just piffle, you're going to get muted. <laughs> piffle, so, I like that word. Piffle. Beware of the piffle filter. But somebody yesterday like commented on something like completely unrelated to what the initial post was and started telling me how I was, a, a you know, he was better than me because he served in the um, armed forces mm. and all I never do anything for free, which I'm Mike. Seriously, that is like the stupidest thing to say to me, the woman who 
runs one tiny little batter ad on the bottom of her website and doesn't put anything behind a paywall and everything is available for free, like literally everything. And then I've been doing this for like 20 something years. I'm like, who the hell do you think you are? And he's like, I served in the uh, Navy. And I'm like, didn't you get paid? Yes, they did. They they all go, it's volunteer, but you're not. You're not rejecting the paycheck. And I know nobody's getting rich in the military. No, but that's not the point. Like, dude, you got paid to be in the military and I gladly funded it with my tax dollars. But don't go saying like this whole mentality, Mike, drives me insane of people. Like if somebody in our circles wants to make a dollar for what their hard work has produced, they're called a grifter and all kinds of other. It it, it makes no sense to me. How are we supposed to? We're supposed to do everything for free. Yeah, that's true. They they want anyone who disagrees with them to work for nothing. But uh, Al Sharpton should get five million dollars a year from MSNBC. I I just so, sometimes I have to really re like change my perspectives, my initial perspectives on things because I'm a very firm believer that your attitude is 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 what you know you get more of, right? So if you go around being ungrateful and nasty and mean and whatever all the time, you're going to get more of that back. If you go around being grateful for what you have and and you, you know, you're kind and you care about people and you're a good human, t- typically you're rewarded for that in the karmic world. Yeah, and the karma hammer comes back. It swings back and uh, you do get hit in with the amount of velocity and momentum that that you put out in the other direction. So and you have to be genuine about it, though. It can't be like, I'm going to pretend I'm a nice person. I'm going to pretend you have to really believe what you're doing. You can't, you know, I have to. It's got to be genuine. Yes. I'm screwed. So no, that's not true. I I, I have uh, five rules that I live by from my friend, Doc Thompson, and uh, who's no longer with us, who you would have loved and, and vice versa. And number one is don't be a jerk. Right. And so if you if you start there, you're going to be pretty good throughout. Everything else kind of comes naturally if you're not a jerk. For um, years and years, I basically would not entertain any of the idiots that would say nasty things about me. And I would basically just ignore it and like, you know, move on. And sometimes lately I'm tired of always having to be the one who says, oh, whatever. Like some of the things that people say are so stupid and untrue and nasty. And why, why Why? am I the only one on earth who's expected to just not respond to any of it? Hmm? Why? Well, it, sometimes you, we all often try just to let it go and not not give them any of our, uh, our oxygen. And the song that, I, my brother's a musical composer as well as a Wall Street Journal contributor. And he wrote a song called Illegitimis Non Carborundum which is uh, a Latin phrase, meaning never let the bastards wear you down. Yeah. So that always runs in the back of my head when I'm dealing with a bunch of um, proctological nuisances. Let's just keep using that term because it works. It's a good one. It's a good one. And, and you know, 99% of everybody is really kind to me. I can't say that I'm one of the most, you know, attacked people on the planet. But the, the, the when the attacks do come, they are ridiculous and nasty and hurtful and really mean. And I ignore 99% of those. But sometimes if you catch me on a day, if you catch me on a day, I will, uh, I will respond. Well, it's typically other things have stretched you. Yes. To, 
to a point where you're usually steeled against these kinds of things. And that, that one person comes in with the last toothpick on top of the pile that suddenly crashes everything down on top of you. And you turn around and go, you know what? <laughs> and, and then you're like, wait a minute. I, I, I didn't, I really don't need to waste good anger on an inconsequential person or issue like this. And that's the thing that's, uh, it's hard to do. It's hard to catch, but if you can do it, if you can master it, wow. Does it, does your life change? The New York came out of me yesterday. Frank. Uh, Really? Yeah. I can't believe you called me Frank. I did. That's good though. That's a good sign. Well, thank you. Do you want to know why? That's a good catch though, because I'm thinking, have you ever done that? You know, while during sexy time, No, I don't say anyone's name during sexy time. It avoids all those issues. (laughs) Never say a name. Never. Not not even the creator. Oh, God. God. (laughs) It depends on how much fun I'm having. Stop. Okay. Oversharing lamp is starting. You started it. Of course, I always do. (sighs) Gosh. Anyway. I know you have a lot you want to get to today. and, And I have a thing that just slipped into um, my folder before we got here that I don't even know if we'll, if you'll be able to um, uh, control your even, you know, how people say, I, I, I can't even hear this. You might not even be able to keep or control or maintain your even. Is it the marriage to the anime character? No, 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 no. That was funny enough. The uh, hologram, the guy in, in Japan, like 18 years ago, no, three years ago, he married a hologram. Mm-hmm. And now he wants everybody else to marry a hologram or something uh, that that's and when I read Japan, I went, OK, that makes sense. So I get that. No, that's that's not it. And it's not even the story out of Virginia about the house that sold for more than it was listed for. And it comes with a squatter in the basement. Oh, how nice. Yeah, I, I looked at the story and said, how bad is the real estate market? How insane is the real estate market? These, this family in Virginia, dad owned this home for like 40 years. He's in the hospital. They said, oh, we got to sell the house. So they put it on the market for 800000 It sold for 805000 cash, no inspection, no appraisal, nothing, cash. And it comes with a squatter in the basement. Why just stay in the basement if you've got the damn whole house? Well, it turns out the old man needed house cleaning. He met this woman who was homeless. And she said, well, if I can stay in your basement, uh, I'll I'll clean your house. And she'd been doing it for three years. And she's got a daughter who lives there with her. So it's not like people broke in while he was away on vacation and squatted. He actually let her in. There's no formal lease. She pays no rent, but she's been cleaning and she comes with the house. These are the craziest times we live in. But that's not the craziest story that I want to. I'll save it till later. Oh, man. Okay. Well, let's talk about Sussman for a few minutes then. Oh, uh, the leak or the latest or uh, I, I'm trying to figure this out. Um, the, the leak that was it really a leak yesterday. So late on, not last night, but the night before. So late Monday night. Yeah. Durham filed something that was supposed to be filed under seal that contained about 64 pages of emails between Fusion GPS and various media outlets. And some of the people who are watching this like a hawk, like myself, were able to get in and grab those emails before they realized they accidentally put them on the docket without a seal. Really? So you see it, you're like, holy crap, somebody posted these. 
download, download, download that that whole thing. Mm-hmm. You did you get them all? Yep. Oh man, anything good in there? Yeah, there's a few really juicy tidbits. Nothing absolutely crazy, which is why I don't think they've made such a huge deal. Other than the fact that everybody's, um, everybody's email addresses were out for the world to see. But do you remember during the WikiLeaks emails how we learned about? I forget his name. Who said I'm a hack? Which journalist was it? He had sent something to the Clinton team for them to review before he published it. I remember. I don't remember the person. I don't remember the person either. And that's but I will tell you that that WikiLeaks leak was um, was important. Um, I got caught up in it. Something I had sent. I remember. Yes. And so I had to change a phone number. So I understand how this thing can spread if somebody as inconsequential as me was um, was caught up in it. So so this goes out. You have a bunch of emails that expose connection between Fusion GPS, Clinton campaign, and a bunch of members of the media. Well, basically what it does is it just it just shows that like these people, these journalists were working very closely with Fusion GPS and they were planting the stories that they're saying were were actually like Dura makes the argument in one of his filings, one of the recent filings. Now, Mark Elias and Fusion GPS are claiming that everything that they were doing was to be able to protect themselves from defamation should Donald Trump decide to sue. Like they needed Fusion GPS to help them craft a strategy to protect them from a suit from Donald Trump. But then their actions which completely defy that were to share unverified false information with the media in a very concerted way. So it defeats their whole privilege argument. I I wonder, does um, Perkins Coie face any kind of action for their participation in all of this? Not as of yet, but they did file to intervene. And the judge yesterday granted their motions to intervene. That means only that the judge is going to listen to their arguments about why he should keep all of these things under privilege. And again, remember, Mike, all they want, all that special counsel Durham wants the judge to do is review these things privately and determine whether privilege actually exists or if he is, or if these people are claiming privilege where none exists. And And when will we hear on that? Do you think? um, I think it's, when is that? When I'm going to tell you right now. Hold on. I'll look at the docket and find the, the hearing on that. Doesn't that, doesn't that uh, reflect on or doesn't that um, kind of pivot this whole case of Sussman pivot on whether this decision? Yeah, it does, because if that stuff can come out, they really don't want it to. You, you mean they're I mean, they're fighting this tooth and nail like whoever is involved in this right now really doesn't want whatever Durham is seeking even the judge to see it. Forget, you know, the general public. This isn't even an argument for the general public to be able to see. It's whether the judge can just look at it to review it. Mm. So the other thing that I covered yesterday was that the judge granted in part and denied in part the motion for um, Durham to be able to have a certain expert witness testify and to be able to introduce information that proves that Sussman knew that the um, knew or did not know whatever their the angle they're going with knew that the allegations about the alpha bank server were false. 
And the judge ruled to grant and deny that motion in part. So here's where it gets a little bit complicated, but it's not. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) So the judge told Sussman, we will keep Durham from sharing with the jury any information that can prove or disprove the legit, like whether or not the allegations of the Alpha Bank server were legitimate. If you, Sussman, will concede that they were illegitimate and not raise them at all during trial, i.e. if you do not contest the actual results of whatever, um, like if they don't contest the fact that the Alpha Bank story was bunk, then Durham won't prove it was bunk in court. Does that make sense? It does, but it kind of shouldn't you be allowed to have evidence to prove what you're saying? So an admission of guilt or an admission of of the the Bravo Sierra nature of this story, then we'll keep the rest of the evidence that forced that admission forward in in a lockbox forever. Well, here's the thing. This this is the genius of what the judge has done here. Michael Sussman has no no defense if he can't talk about or raise at all. <laughs> I see what you're saying. So yeah. the second he raises it, if he even if if he even hints at it at all, then Durham is allowed to bring in whatever evidence he wants to show that it was nonsense and they knew it. Sussman, how is he going to defend materiality if he can't talk about the actual thing that this is all about? So the minute he claims Alpha Bank was real and the allegations regarding Alpha Bank and the Trump organization and Donald Trump, the minute he claims that, that releases the hounds. Yes. And and even if he doesn't claim it, even if he alludes to it or somehow, you know, like glances over it or grazes over, it doesn't matter. The hounds are released. So that's why it's granted in part and denied in part. Then. He wanted to stop an FBI witness from from being able to testify an expert. Um, what the expert is testifying about will be what methods they used and the things they had to do to be able to review the information that Sussman supposedly brought to them on behalf of nobody but himself, a private citizen. Allegedly. Allegedly. <laughs> By only only representing himself. And his conscience. Right. (laughs) What a maroon. And the judge granted the uh, Durham's request to be able to question that witness. This is going to be interesting because, again, with some very clever questioning, this trial will turn either either. And then again, it all falls down to the jury, obviously. Right. You're in D.C. You're in D.C. Are you going to get a jury that's actually going to convict him on a thousand one charge like he, he's banking on? They won't because he's obviously going through this process. But it's it's fast and furious lately, Mike. Well, the, I feel there's momentum coming up, right? Yeah. Just feel like we're the momentum is picking up and getting to the um, the actual trial. And does this mean there might be some sort of plea deal offered or. Some sort of flipping by Sussman? I, I would think that they're in talks. I don't know. Um, but the way that the posturing is on these on the the counter side, like all the Hillary for America's and everything, I don't think so. 
I don't think so. And, and you know, the fact that they haven't indicted tech executive one who is Jaffe yet and they won't give him immunity and he's filing a motion to intervene as well. This is all just very interesting. So let me quickly view this docket on Pacer for the schedule because there's a hearing coming up on some of these things um, <clears throat> where people will argue in court. I was saying yesterday and I asked a couple of my legal eagle friends to, to kind of weigh in on this. Like there have been a lot of mistakes on this docket. They've they've filed things incorrectly without sealing them. And I think that was a clerk error. I don't think that was a Durham error. Here we go. Um, oh, it's today. It's today at two o'clock p.m. The wow. hearing. Yeah. OK, so that's good. Yeah. So we'll know more this afternoon. Um, but they've they've accidentally filed things from other people's cases on it. Like there was a, a a very short window of time where some people who were misreading the docket thought that Sussman had pleaded guilty in another case that was under seal, but it mm-hmm. wasn't actually that Sussman. It was a different one. Like they've made so many errors on this case. It's weird. Well, I, I'm I'm wishing our our podcast would be delayed six hours so we could see what happened, but then nothing might happen, so we would have wasted all that time. We will. I wish. I think it's these things have to be public. They're supposed to be anyway, depending on what the judge does. So what I can do is I can purchase the transcript um, tomorrow. All right. It's expensive. Really? Why is it expensive if it's public, if we're paying for the whole courtroom anyway? Because I can purchase it for 10 cents a page in three months once it's cleared because they go through and do redactions if they need to and all kinds of other crap. Because it's open court and they, you know, whatever, if there's sidebar that goes in there, whatever happens, they're not supposed to report that stuff, but sometimes there's mistakes. Anyway, long story short, I could buy it from the court reporter company itself right afterwards for a very hefty sum of probably somewhere between two and three hundred dollars. Well, if not, if it yields nothing, it's it's expensive. If it has great information, of course, then it's very valuable. But Yes. And yeah. Yeah. Technofog always, he buys a lot of them. Technofog does. All right. Well, so now we, we play the game, the waiting game. Yeah. Yeah. But this, I mean, between this case and then there's also movement, a lot of movement in the Trump case, by the way. Well, the, is that we're talking about the case with the New York uh, state with the $10,000 a day contempt fine? No, I'm talking about the case where he is suing everybody and their mother in oh, Florida. Oh, okay. <laughs> Yeah, he's suing Igor, Igor. He's suing everybody. I mean, Debbie Wasserman Schultz, he's suing every, and everybody that's on the lawsuit deserves to be there. I don't think there's any party that doesn't deserve to be there. But there's been a lot of back and forth because they keep filing the returns of the summonses with the people's addresses on them. Mm-hmm. So like Andrew McCabe's home address, Jim Comey's home address, you know, Hillary Clinton's address, all these people's home addresses are getting filed on this public docket. And they they keep on moving to strike these and, and replace them with redacted versions to protect the privacy and security of the people involved. Um, tell that to Taylor Lorenz at The Washington Post or wherever she is now. Um, so there's there's everybody's filed an extension of time. They need more time to be able to respond to this absolutely abhorrent exercise of frivolous lawsuitish behavior. Uh, yeah, and just irritates me because the only people, it seems, who get any happiness out of all of this are the lawyers. Yeah, 
I can tell you from personal experience, defending yourself against an absolutely ridiculous, frivolous lawsuit is more expensive than bringing one yourself. Oh, I know. Uh, Been there, done that. Got the ripped T-shirt. What did you get sued for frivolously? Um, it's such a long story, okay. but it's, um, it's a guy who, who turned out to be a bad guy who wanted me to be a partner with him on a television show that I created. I made a strong, uh, it was, it was FX's first Emmy nomination years ago when FX was brand new. And, uh, after I left it, he wanted me to redo it on another network. And uh, he ended up telling a bunch of stories that weren't true. Uh, I, I would never believe they're true, but he tried to say that he gave me like $12 million in, in uh, internet stock, which was not even stock for an internet company, but it was stock that was only traded on the, it was a big mess, but he was a lawyer and he was a big lawyer and he sued me and I had to, he sued me and another television network, which was going to carry the show. Did you win? Um, I, I was um, compensated for my testimony to the network and they covered any settlement because rather than pay the guy, they settled with him. Understood. And so I, it cost me um, about a tenth of what it would have cost me, but it's, it still was a lot. Yeah, it's crazy when you get the bill. And it was like, a car. It would have been a new car. That's where I'm at right now. Yeah. So it's and I and I don't even know if the record. I don't even know if this guy's still alive. Um, I'm. I, I haven't checked in a long time because I'm just happy to have gotten away from him. Wow, it's it's the most ridiculous, stressful, horrible experience. Oh yeah, and and. When you're when you're in that trap, it's really tough. But uh, so I, I I walk a little slower in those situations now. Yeah. Make- yeah. So there's that. And then, yes, um, Donald Trump is being held in contempt in New York City for not providing information that the supposedly exists, which we don't even know if it exists, because I think there's some argument that it doesn't even exist what they're looking for. And so he could never provide it if it doesn't exist. <laughs> and he's yeah, provided like 900,000 pages. Yeah, it's almost a million pages they've turned over. It's a civil contempt, not a criminal contempt, or they could have, you know, maybe locked him up. But it's still looming, this $10,000 a day fine, which they're going to appeal to. Yeah, I mean, it's just, I mean, the good old Southern District of New York. Yes, it's, uh, it is what it is. Uh, we've had people that got caught up. Caught up in it years ago that we know, too. Yeah. So there's that. Um, What else did I have for today? Um, Yeah. So Elon's yesterday. Can we talk quickly about something a little bit funny? Uh, Not even just a little bit. We can talk a lot about funny. Go ahead. There was a tweet that made the rounds yesterday. Um, I sent it to you last night and I said, you have to follow this thread. Oh, yeah. And I said, I've been reading it all day. It was this guy, his name is, I, I think you pronounce it Padraig. Is that how you pronounce it? He's an Irishman named Padraig. Yeah. And Pod- he writes BBC. He's BBC, but he's an Irish BBC member. Padraig Belton. Mm-hmm. He says, hi from America, where Walmart doesn't have a plug adapter for my UK laptop. But on the other hand, I can buy a rifle and ammunition. 
Mike, would you like to tell the audience what it is he's taken a photo of? It's a BB gun. I mean, the, the easiest way to describe it is uh, if you've ever seen the movie A Christmas Story, it's the, it's the toy that the kid wants from A Christmas Story. It's a stupid BB gun, and uh, it has the Red Rider carbine, carbine, and uh, just a couple of Daisy uh, rifles. And these are BB guns. These are air rifles, if you will. These are not firearms. You don't. Yeah, Walmart is not selling uh, these kinds of. Uh, some places might. They used to. They, they did until Rosie O'Donnell got mad. Uh, but yeah, the Red Rider is there, and just. When I saw it, I immediately clicked because I said, America is going to have a blast with this. And they and they sure have. As a matter of fact, some of the some of the most witty, hysterical comments, one of my favorites underneath was they also sell these death devices designed to hurt. I don't know, whatever, any anybody. And and it's a picture of Legos. (laughs) That that was I missed that one. That was very funny. Uh, Somebody also posted a, uh, a picture of the child's tank that you could buy. It's yes. like a, a battery powered tank. And uh, it just made me laugh because friends of mine went, oh, I have kids. I'm going to be getting that. It's funny so, because someone said, sir, if it is in stock, you should check to see if the plug adapter included with this Italian made item would also work for your European style laptop. And it's the leg lamp from a Christmas store. <laughs> I loved it. it there were over 20,000 responses including somebody who put a put a picture of a toy hand grenade yeah. and said, sir, it's even worse than you think. They sell grenades at the dollar store. Well, this is acclaimed children's author, a.k.a. Matt Walsh, who has triggered the left in such an extraordinary way. He's 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 on the top 10 list in, on Amazon for his new book, Johnny the Walrus. Yeah, it's a kid's book and it's actually a bestseller. And so uh, did Matt respond to this, too? Oh, yeah. Yeah, he has responded to it. As a matter of fact, the libs of TikTok account received a um, a leaked call from inside of Amazon's book department where they literally cry about this book. Is everyone crying? Look, I cry when, you know, something terrible happens at the end of a really serious show. But I'm not crying about a book making the uh, bestseller list. I'm not crying about Elon Musk buying Twitter, although apparently the lawyer over at uh, Twitter did that. So um, Matt, Matt is a brilliant writer and his podcast is one I enjoy as well. And he used to work at the blaze too, but um, Matt's uh, Matt's intention to actually trigger the left is what I love because he set out to trigger them and he accomplished it. And they they had meetings to discuss how to deal with Matt Walsh's book being a hit on on Amazon. I the premise of the book is basically he goes out, he wants this little kid wants to be a walrus. He pretends to be a walrus, and then like people are like, "Well, you have to pick one. You can't be a walrus and a boy, so you have to pick whether or something like that." I don't even know. Yeah. I, <laughs> I and the the fact again that this was all done not to entertain children, but to piss off and trigger the left is what makes it all the more delightful. It is delightful. It's very delightful. I delight in it. 
I, I hope Matt will sell a bazillion. This is the second printing. The first printing came out uh, about two months ago and it sold out instantly. So they're actually having to have a second printing of the book. Mm. I it's would like the uh, snowflake coloring books that used to appear at CPAC. You know, you could get coloring books and, and they looked like kids coloring books, but they were meant to mock the left in, in days gone by. Well, that's when, yeah, that was back in the day. When, when, yeah. we, when we had a sense of humor. Yeah, when we were allowed to do things like that. Yeah. Yes. Uh, uh, is there is there another outrage du jour that you would like to address? Um, other than other than the Project Veritas release. Oh, yeah. Not only was there a, um, a release of the discussion with the head of legal services at Twitter, uh, about Elon Musk, but uh, Project Veritas got its hands on some audio. Yes, um, they released audio yesterday. It's not even really worth listening to, honestly. I don't think um, only because it's just them talking about how the health of Twitter is the health. They use the term health to discuss conversation, which to me is just stupid. Um but they use that term to discuss the conversations happening on Twitter and how they might need to be a little bit more. Um, they need to learn a little bit on their on their moderation policy. <laughs> so they're actually going in and talking about more moderation. Yes. Which yes. Trying to make everybody real happy. That yeah, these well, idiots have learned nothing. They have no idea what the hell's going on. Uh, and had uh, was it Ari Melber the other day talking about well. Uh, an entire political party could be silenced. Yeah, well, yeah, it was crazy that <laughs> MSNBC, it was exactly what they did. Like yeah. he, 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 he can't know that though, because he's so aghast at it that I don't think he, he knew it. Who was that again? Ari Melbourne. I'm going to find it and play it. Uh, he is, he's a bit of adult, but between him and the fact that Joy Reid thinks everything is racist, and uh, that both uh, Elon Musk is a is an apartheid product from South Africa who wants the return of white dominance and probably would like separation of the races. She says this without any reasoning or quotes or anything. Never mind the fact that Elon came here to America. You'd think they'd be happy that an African-American has done so well that he invented a great electric car company. And is able to buy a social media company. But no. I have here. I you don't even have, here we go. You own all of Twitter or Facebook. Or Oops, that's the wrong way. You don't have to explain yourself. You don't even have to be transparent. You could secretly ban one party's candidate or all of its candidates, all of its nominees, or you could just secretly turn down the reach of their stuff and turn up the reach of something else. Um, the rest of us might not even find out about it till after the election. No, you don't freaking say. The irony here is knee deep, maybe even neck deep at this point. And do you think somebody after the show took him aside and said, Harry, Harry, you realize that's just what the Hunter Biden thing was? Not even just the Hunter Biden thing. They, yeah, they... everything. Shadow banned, all this stuff. Everything that we were suppressed on. I, I used to notice if I put any reference to a handgun or the Second Amendment in a tweet, it was totally suppressed. So uh, I have started putting in questionable terms just to see if anything gets held back. Just and and they're not anymore. Suddenly, it's magical how the uh, Twitter fairies 
have gone away and they're no longer sitting on stuff. Cause I, I wrote this yesterday. Uh, let's test this. Only women can get pregnant and give birth. All lives matter, especially the unborn legally owned guns, save lives every day. Hashtag second amendment. And it did not get suppressed. It's crazy. It's crazy. because The left is saying they're losing tons of followers everywhere. And the right is saying that they've had like tens of thousands of gains in the past 24 hours. I'm still salty about all of this, Mike, and and understandably so, I believe. Like, I want my if 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 this is real, I'll get my damn. There are people getting their accounts back left and right, like banned people. I want my freaking account back. I want my account back. I want all of the work that I did over a period of seven or eight years back. Yeah, you should get it, and I I don't know if Elon will order that to happen, or if it could. You, you assume they have the servers with all those hard drives sitting on them, connected to them that could just do that. I can you could see. migrate all that stuff back. I can see my timeline again. It really? Your old timeline? Yeah, only back through um, November of 2020. But yes, I can see it. I wasn't able to see it before, but it still gives me that big, you are permanently suspended. Wow, double secret probation from Dean Wormer. That's that's fantastic. It's also very messed up. Until uh, then, well, I'll be happily posting away on Truth Social and Telegram. All right. Well, that's good. I'm like I said, I'm I'm breaking through on on how I'm going to deal with Truth Social and what I'm going to do with it. Uh, what I had something else for you. Hold on a second. On my my list of things. Uh, oh, we were talking about Elon Musk, and Reuters was reporting this today, and there's some other people who are wondering if there is a concerted effort to find a way to stop Elon, the deal was published yesterday, the entire deal of uh, the sale and all the conditions. And there are a couple of ways that it, it cannot happen or it could, it could not happen that are out there. But one of the things that people are saying is what if Elon doesn't have the money? And yesterday there was a massive uh, cratering in the stock market. Yesterday was a huge dip in the market. And so there was also a dive in in stock for Tesla. And it went down 12% yesterday, which would have cost Elon in his personal fortune $21 billion. Well, so you think they're going to market manipulate the stock? Well, that's what some are, are whispering. They said, could they be trying to cost him the ability to secure the financing that he says he has when he lost the exact amount, curiously enough, uh, in stock value in one day that he was using to secure the funding. So it's back up a little bit today, but uh, it dropped 12% yesterday, which equaled the exact amount hmm, of money that he was using to secure his loans. All of a sudden, the Biden White House is talking about the importance of Section 230. Well, looky there. In the words of Joe Biden, well, son of a bitch. Mm-hmm. And uh, and there was one other thing on Elon ahead. I just lost track. But that's fascinating that they finally awakened to that reality. Uh, hold on here. I had this Elon thing. Is it slid past me? Now I don't know where the hell it is. But um, the, the Musk story, watch the value of Tesla. Because that might be a way that they can try and penalize him. He's worth over $200 billion. 
So uh, if he has to sell some stock to get there, I think he will. I, I don't think he's going to give up on this. Uh, Jack Dorsey would lose a billion dollar payout. Elon would lose some money too. There are penalties to it if it doesn't happen, but I think he's going to continue doing that. Um, interestingly enough, he's been very active in our corner um, of Twitter. Cernovich posted Twitter lawyer Jim Baker when general counsel of the FBI personally arranged a meeting between the FBI and Sussman. In this meeting, Sussman presented fabricated evidence in the Alpha Bank ma matter. Elon Musk, this is who was inside Twitter. He facilitated fraud. And Elon responds, sounds pretty bad, dot, dot, dot. <laughs> he is such a good troller, you know. Uh, he's very much into this transhumanist stuff, though. And that bothers me a lot. I'm just watching this from afar, seeing what the hell goes on. That's you mean the chip, the implant? Yeah, it's very weird. Some of the things that he's been, you know, known to. I'm looking into it a little more because, you know, he's going to own the biggest. He's, he's going to own a social media platform. that yeah, got a couple billion people following you around the world. You know, you might have some influence over their lives. And a lot of people look at him as uh, this this generation's or this this millennial's Einstein, you know, someone who or Edison or a combination of all of them. So he is a guy who has a, a very interesting and creative brain, but he also has some bizarre social peccadilloes, I guess you would say. Yeah, his wife is very eclectic. <laughs> I um, is he married? Yes. I thought I thought that that was um. Maybe I got that wrong. I Let thought me just make sure. Yes. He's married to Tallulah Riley. Oh, no, they divorced. Thank you. As a former Tesla owner, you got regular updates on Elon's life. No. Not really. I'm making that up. He has seven children, has been divorced three times, and is right now in a fluid relationship with Grimes. That's it. Grimes was the name I'd heard before. And don't they, have a, they have a kid with a weird name. Yes. It's like a bunch of, it looks like something Prince would have named a child. It's, it's not a symbol, though. It is an actual name. It's a jumble of, of, uh, of letters. Let's see. What did Musk name his child? Yes, it's A, how to pronounce <laughs> this name. It's an X with like the A that's attached to the E and then A-12. It looks like an I chart in Europe or Greece. Yeah, the second character is Ash. Yeah, why don't we do that? Why do we give kids names that are going to mess them up? I don't, I don't know. But that's okay. He can do whatever he wants. It's like they named North. Yeah, don't get me started on Kanye. <laughs> I, I I just, I can't. Anyway. <laughs> I All right. Um, a, a couple of other things. Have you watched Do You Care About the Hillsong documentary series? No, no, I don't know what it is. You know what the Hillsong Church is or was tell me I'm, I'm drawing a blank hillsong was a uh, or is a church one of these um, modern churches that came out of australia and had a guy who was kind of a big charismatic leader and they they had very non-traditional services with a lot, a lot of music and a lot of talk about jesus but it was nothing like the mega churches here with jim and tammy faye baker or even who's that other guy that everybody um, likes the younger guy out of Dallas. I, I forget his name, uh, but, but it came to New York and they had a, uh, a place 
on the Lower East Side, Irving Place, where they would have Sunday services. It was a nightclub on Saturday night, then was the the uh, Hillsong Church on Sunday, and Justin Bieber was involved with it, Selena Gomez involved with it. It was kind of a hipster place. Well, it turns out there was a lot of uh, weird stuff going on there. Mm. And uh, people are questioning whether it's cultish. And I love these documentaries. I followed Leah Remini's series about Scientology. Yes. And uh, there's a couple other Scientology documentaries that are out there. And one day when we're not doing a podcast, I'll talk to you about my experience with that because I'll never put on a podcast because I like my life. <laughs> uh, but but this reminds me of a lot of the tactics. The people that are speaking out against Hillsong reminds me of a lot of the tactics of the Scientologist as reported by Leah Remini. Well, I had the um, privilege <laughs> of reading through all of the Scientology documents that were leaked to WikiLeaks. Did you know they have a whole Scientology collection? I, I don't want to go there because somebody will find out I went there and then I'll get, I'll get in trouble again. Um, well, I went there for you, so I'll take it on. Thank you. You're welcome. It's terrible. I know. It's terrible. And this, this David Miscavige, has, no one has ever gotten to the bottom of whether or not his wife is still alive or where she is or what's happened. And there's a whole bunch of power inside a group that doesn't really bear any resemblance to a church to me, but that's all I'm going to say. Yeah, no, Leah took on a, quite a risk by doing what she's done. And I commend her for it. Yeah. It's very brave because she was inside for years and years and years. Her whole family was. And most, you. most people don't get out of there. No. And the people who do then get harassed pretty much until they die. Yep. So uh, that's a, a fascinating little thing. I also may I put a plug in for Mike Rowe. Yeah, let's do that because I can. you? Yeah, that's fine. Yes. Is it? Is it OK? Yeah, no, it's, it's OK. Um, yeah, go ahead. Well, we'll try and get him on. And the reason why I want to try and get him on is because uh, Mike Rowe has a a charity called Mike Rowe works that promotes uh, scholarships for people to get uh, work training in electrician, plumbing, uh, truck driving, truck mechanics, that kind of a thing. And he has in, in the very recent days created a, um, uh, a shanty promoting his, his whiskey that will raise money for the scholarships. And so hopefully we'll get Mike on here to talk more about it. But you have to go and go to microworks.com and you can see it. But he has this little sea shanty. He does. It's on a I YouTube. once had a whiskey made for me back in a place called Tennessee. The taste was grand, so I agreed to, to call, call my whiskey, whiskey noble. So may the nobleman come to bring a bottle for everyone. One day when the waiting is done, we'll take our drink and go. Yeah, so that's all Mike. He's doing all the vocals there. He's awesome. He's I said automatically trained. I said to you before the uh, before the show for our locals people, they can hear it. I said he we're learning all of this. All of these conservatives have like these amazing talents. Oh, yeah. And, and Mike is somebody who isn't focused on the politics, though. He's just focused on doing what he believes is right. It just happens to be really good, solid, conservative, small government stuff. 
that lifts people up and sets them on their feet and puts them on a path to be successful all their lives. Yes. And he's also a really good guy. Which is what conservatism (laughs) is, basically. And so I uh, ordered one of his whiskey bottles, and I hope it gets here before Christmas, although he seems to be speculating in the shanty that it won't. Really? That far away? Well, you know, you don't rush a good whiskey. That's true. And I'm not going to run out between now and then. I'm just, I'm okay. (laughs) If it gets here in time for Christmas, I'll be good. But I will reach out today to see if he will do something with us. And uh, see if we can uh, make him sing the song. But uh, operatically trained and uh, not afraid to sing on stage. He's got what a what a set of pipes that guy has. Good for him. Yeah. I need to know what it is you are hiding from me now. What do you mean? What you said in the beginning, you'll do it at the end. Oh, uh, I after we had such a high note, I don't know if I want to go here, but you know how we've talked about how they're training and indoctrinating kids everywhere. Uh, This came out just a couple of days ago, and it's from two doctors, Trish Hutchinson and Catherine Lowe. And it is a children's book called You-ology, Y-O-U dot ology, a puberty guide for everybody. And uh, this is being pushed by the American Academy of Pediatrics, and it comes with a new exclusive approach to puberty. Oh, no. Including a discussion of how girls can have erections. What? Yeah, yeah, it's in there. Uology offers what they call fact-based, age-appropriate, body-positive information about physical, social, and emotional changes ahead for all kids. How about you just don't tell girls that they can have erections? How are they saying this happens? I, we're, we're pretty much out of time, so I don't want to dive deep into this. Well, they're basically talking about identity and sexual identity and gender identity. So this is, again, more of the indoctrination that's at hand here. And this American College or American Academy of Pediatrics are also the same ones who are saying that all of your children should get the COVID-19 vaccine and also be treated with remdesivir. At nine days old, should they get COVID for no apparent reason whatsoever, because ninety nine point nine 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 percent of kids come through COVID absolutely fine. Yeah. And didn't need it. Won't need it. And now that we know that what is over 60 percent of us, including children, have had COVID and have antibodies. Seventy five percent of all children in the United States have had COVID. They don't need an injection. Nope. As a matter of fact, there was a one quick thing before we go. There was um, two things came out yesterday that I shared from MedPage. I get their updates. I don't know if you know who MedPage is. They're like a, you don't? I don't. I'm sorry. That's okay. It's like a medical blog, sort of. Um, Two things came out yesterday. One was, was about vaccination and the number of people who've had COVID. This portion here, she noted, talking about the doctor, that they examined data on the proportion of the population who developed antibodies to the nucleocapsid protein, which only appear after infection, not vaccination. Mm. When asked why seroprevalence appeared to be so much higher in children and adolescents versus older adults, Clark pointed out that younger populations have the lowest vaccination rates at 28% for kids ages 5 to 11 versus 90% for adults 65 and up. However, 
She cautioned against the assumption that infection-induced immunity was sufficient protection from reinfection, noting that protection from infection and vaccination wane over time, and the vaccine gives kids broad protection against future infection. But Mike, she just told us that the vaccine doesn't induce immunity on the nucleocapsid protein. They try and twist everybody's heads around with doublespeak. And that's why people like you are so important because you hear through it. You filter out the junk that's there and make sure that the, the straight scoop is there. there was Natural one- immunity is always going to be better than a man-made immunity. There's one more okay. from MedPage yesterday. Continued mutations in SARS-CoV-2 mean new and emerging variants, a sign that COVID-19 isn't going away anytime soon, despite a relaxing of public health measures around the country. And due to the increased availability of at-home antigen-based testing, published case counts are likely being underreported by public health officials, making a COVID-19 resurgence more difficult to detect. Okay. This is muddying the water is what they're doing. Not only This is in an article about how they need more expert medical laboratory professionals to keep up with testing demands. But I would argue that if you don't know that everybody's sick, there is no freaking issue. Well, they also started saying yesterday that they need more funding or we're not going to have enough vaccines for the next outbreak of COVID, the next variant. This is all about making sure their funding and power are, are continuing. Amen. And it's it's kind of important right now. Speaking of um, infections, um, Kamala got the COVID. She's and, asymptomatic uh, and being treated with Pavloxoid, which is also a big problem that's starting to come out, which we can talk about quick. Uh, the fact that we don't have any supply that that doctors would like to use. Uh, I, don't, I don't know if you got the pronunciation right on that. Pap- or something. But um, the administration came out and said, well, we're going to we're going to make 20 million more doses of that available. One of the things they're seeing is that um, if you don't have covid or if you've already survived covid, that this treatment is helping. They are saying eliminate long covid. There's another issue, though. There's tons of stories and there's a lot of work being done right now. It'll be canceled and censored very soon. People, there's a very large percentage of people who are taking this medicine. It is helping them while they're sick, but it is causing COVID to come back immediately after they're done treating it, like within days and mm. and most of the time worse than the first go round. And one of the things in this article that I had this morning to talk about, which we didn't really get to yet, was that it's it's they're worried about the, the virus mo- mutating around the treatment. Well, that's what viruses do. Yes. And that's why the best course usually is to let people get it, survive it, and then be immune to it. Not to teach the virus to uh, work around you, which is, again, viruses are creatures that are just trying to survive, just trying to find another host and a way to get to a host. That's what virus going to do what virus going to do. It says but, in the... Uh, go ahead. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, go ahead. Well, the Washington Post article I'm referencing says one of the top worries accompanying the drug is the threat of resistance when the virus evolves to evade the treatment. An, an FDA analysis of Pfizer's clinical trial of the drug showed the virus rebounded in several subjects at about 10 to 14 days after their initial symptoms, but found no reason and no evidence that their infections were resistant to the treatment. Mm, that's why it came back. It's Paxlovid. 
That's what Excellent. it is. That's exactly what it is. I fumble on that thing all the time, but thank you. So Kamala's so, sick. So Kamala's getting um, Paxlovid, and they're supposed to give it to you within five days of being diagnosed, or it has no real effect or benefit to keeping you out of the hospital. But it also is rumored to be, and I'll follow up on that, um, helping eliminate long COVID. But the interesting thing to me was the rush to get out and tell the entire world that uh, Kamala had not been near Joe, right? That was the big rush and saying that she had been nowhere close to Joe Biden. Uh, and, and so basically to say eh, she's safe. But listen who else wasn't near Joe Biden. President Biden is not considered a close contact of House Speaker Nancy Pelosi, who herself announced today that she has tested positive for COVID. White House Press Secretary Jen Psaki reporting she has now tested positive for COVID. Psaki says she was not in close contact with the president in recent days. Vice President Kamala Harris has tested positive for COVID. She was not a close contact of the president. Who is in close contact with this guy? Nobody. The Speaker of the House? No. His press secretary? No. The vice president? No. Do, do you know, real quick, before we uh, jump off that topic, um, you know who? what other medicine treats long COVID? What's that? Ivermectin. Giddy up. Giddy up. Um, yeah, and who's around Joe? Nobody's around Joe. He's by himself shaking hands with the air. Mm. He's looking around and telling everybody... <laughs> To ensure that we rebuild America, we have held a promise. That's the promise. To ensure that we rebuild America. <laughs> Tell me that's not an aneurysm recorded live. To ensure that we rebuild America, we have held a promise. There you go. Right. <laughs> Everybody, diagram that sentence. To ensure that we rebuild America, we have held a promise. We could do a whole podcast like that. I wonder how people would sit around and listen to it. Uh, they they would <laughs> start with bourbon. We'll wait till we get Mike Rose whiskey in here and we'll slowly deteriorate to <laughs> Biden speak by the end of it. Mike. Yes. You have been listening and participating in Wednesday's edition of the Dark Delight podcast with <laughs> Miguel Opelka. E. <laughs> Means. You can hear us every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at 2.30 Eastern on TuneIn, Stitcher, Apple, iTunes, Google Podcasts, iHeartRadio, Spotify, and RadioInfluence.com. Will you be with us on Friday? I have no idea. I'm just happy to be here for lunch. (laughs) We'll see you Friday. I'm Jerry Petock, CEO of Radio Influence. I just wanted to take a quick moment to say thank you for downloading and subscribing to this podcast. There are a lot of people behind the scenes here at Radio Influence that work hard to keep you entertained day in and day out. If you'd like to get involved and advertise on this program, or you have some show ideas that you'd like to see us add to the Radio Influence family, please email us at contact at radioinfluence.com. We all have crazy schedules, so the fact that you took time out of your busy day to let us entertain you for a while means a lot. Without you, the listeners, we wouldn't exist. So thank you again for downloading and subscribing to this show. Don't forget to check out RadioInfluence.com to see what other shows we also have to offer. All of Radio Influence's programming can be found on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, TuneIn Radio, Google Play, and of course, RadioInfluence.com.